I do not remember if Bill and my mom gradually stopped seeing each other or if there was a big dramatic breakup. There was probably a fight, but there was always a fight. I only remember the sudden safety, the days and nights accumulating where no one was trying to kill us. I would sleep in my mom's bed every single night during this time of no men. I would curl up next to her and wrap my whole body around her. I was five years old and forced to spend the long school hours away from her now that I was in kindergarten. Then I spent the weekends at my father's, so weeknights were my mama time. One Sunday night, I was getting picked up for my dad's as usual. Mom would either walk to get me and hold my hand all the way back to Brooklyn side, or she would get a ride with one of our relatives, often Uncle Alfred. I remember that. The phone rang and my big brother handed it to me. He stayed close so he could hear the conversation, or at least one side of it. I don't think my big brother was a fan of my mom. Hey, sweetie. Mom was going to be here soon. Why was she calling? She sounded weird. Was she okay? The anxiety was already flooding my senses, and I think that is why I remember this exact moment in such detail. I knew that our life was changing. I knew it the second I heard my mom's voice. Mom had called to tell me that she would be picking me up in a different car than usual, and she wanted to warn me. She had a new friend, and she was excited for me to meet him. I can still see myself walking up the small hill behind my father's apartment leading up to the parking lot where my mom once gave birth to me. She was now standing leaning against a red Corvette with a thick black stripe going down the front. Mom was a looker back then. She had on acid wash jeans and a flowery crop top that tied just above her belly button. Her hair was feathered in a 70s shag. I could tell that she was feeling herself and she was loving every minute of this moment. I walked slowly toward her even though I usually ran grateful to be back in my mom's arms. I remember that it had been school picture day on Friday, and I was still wearing, or wearing again, the lacy powder blue dress that I felt so pretty in. A plastic pearl necklace was attached with thread to the front of the dress. There was a small hole in the sleeve, but you wouldn't be able to see it in the pictures. We had gotten it at the thrift store, and I felt like a princess in it. I could feel the eyes of my stepmom and all of my siblings peeking around the curtains to see who had brought my mom in this flashy car. My father was bedridden on a hospital cot in the living room. They would definitely be reporting this display back to him. I was scared to look directly at the man grinning from behind the steering wheel. I didn't want to meet him. I did not want my mom to have a new friend. I did not like men. Well, I did not like men who weren't my grandpa or my Uncle Bud or my Uncle Alfred. Baby, say hi. My mom was trying hard. I could tell she was nervous about this greeting. She knew that I would be polite. I was always polite but maybe she was worried that he wouldn't like me. I have told Tom all about you all weekend. I have told him how smart you are and that you are my sweet little angel. Tom was a charmer. He knew how to perform and he was already in character. Nice to meet you, young lady, he said in a formal tone. I noticed that he talked a little funny, but my mom later explained that Tom was deaf. He could hear a little bit, but mostly he read lips. I didn't know that yet, so I just mumbled, hi, shyly from the back seat. I have a surprise for you ladies tonight. We have to celebrate. Let's go get ice cream. Mom and I never got ice cream out. For one thing, I had recently won a coloring contest and earned a year's supply of ice cream from the local grocery store. Some days that was the only food we had to eat. For another thing, going out to get ice cream was expensive. I even knew that at six years old. Who was this guy? Bill never took us out for ice cream. He never took us out anywhere other than the paper route. Maybe that specialness of this moment explains my detailed memories. Mom and I stood there in line with our heads held high. 
We usually both slumped into the shadows, trying to avoid people's stares. But we wanted to be seen standing in line to buy ice cream cones at the window. We wanted to be seen getting into this red sports car. I risked a glance at Tom. He was handsome. He had thick jet black hair and dark blue eyes. He had full dark lips and the beginnings of a beard. He wore his button-down shirt tucked into blue jeans, and he had on a big silver buckle. He didn't really look like the other guys I knew. He didn't look like Bill. There was something different about him that I couldn't place yet. Maybe it was the formal way he acted during that time. I didn't know it then, but Tom had just been released from prison. He had immediately moved back to PA, where he had some relatives. Tom had a wife and daughter back in Florida where he was incarcerated, but the wife had had him locked away for domestic violence. You can be arrested for that? This was news to me. She lied about me, would never hit a woman. I'm a real man. She just wanted to take my daughter away from me. Wow. I couldn't believe that he had gone to jail or prison even for hitting his wife when he didn't really do it. I felt bad for him. I thought he knows what it feels like to go through hard and terrible things. And some part of my heart made space for him. Tom moved in right away. He was homeless. All that he had to his name was a backpack with a few outfits, a Bible that was a gift from the halfway house he was coming from and his favorite brush. He loved his hair and he loved that brush. Mom and I were living in public housing, so we tried to keep his moving in a secret, but we were good at secrets, so this should be no big deal. Plus, when the housing people came to do our monthly inspections, we wouldn't have anything to hide, except for his physical body, since he didn't own anything. I wonder about this. How did he get that car? He didn't have a license, and he didn't have a cent to his name. It doesn't make sense. Maybe he stole it in Florida and then drove it all the way to PA. It is definitely a possibility knowing Tom. My mom told Tom about my asthma, how I would just stop breathing sometimes, and other times I would breathe so fast that I would pass out. He knew just what I needed, a little basic training, and he was the perfect drill sergeant. For those first few months, Tom and I would wave goodbye to my mom and head outside to run. I would race along behind him going up and down the hills in my town. Everything is hills where I am from, and I would quickly be huffing and puffing. Tom told me that was good. I needed to build my strength. If it was raining, Tom would stand above me in the living room and count out the push-ups and sit-ups for me. If I did not do enough, he would not yell at me. He would just walk away and look disappointed. You're not even trying, was all he needed to say. I never wanted to disappoint him. I never wanted to let him down. I had never felt such a need to impress anyone in my life. I practiced day and night going through all of the exercises that Tom taught me. Now I know he probably had done these exercises in prison. I can see how he must have loved to be the person in power looking down on me and training me to be a better version of myself, the way that maybe some guard had stood over him. I don't know, but that is how I have always seen this memory. Tom made me a deal. If I could do 100 sit-ups and 50 push-ups and run our whole route without stopping, he would buy me a new doll. He would buy me the baby checkup doll that I desperately wanted. I had my sights on being a doctor someday so I could keep people like my mom and dad alive. I loved that doll so much. I can still smell that new doll smell as I type this up. I was in love with the doll and in love with Tom. I started calling him dad soon after that. One night my mom and Tom were in their bedroom. There was a lot of yelling and I was terrified. I wanted them to come out to open the door so I could see my mom and know that she was okay. Finally, the door flew open. Tom was in a rage. He looked just like Bill did when he hit my mom. He was yelling and ripping pages out of my mom's Bible. 
pages were falling all over the floor around me. I was curled into a ball, hugging my legs, watching these papers fly around the room when I realized I was screaming, Mommy! I didn't even hear myself. I just realized Tom was squatting down in front of me when he pried my hands off my ears. I just kept saying that over and over, Mommy, 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 until she was in front of me too. I needed to know that she was okay. I will never forget what Tom said to me. He pulled me into his lap. He hugged me close and he said, Did you think I was going to hurt your mommy? I nodded my head with tears still sliding down my cheeks. He lifted my chin with one hand and looked directly into my eyes. I will never hurt your mom. I would never hurt either of you. I promise. Later I learned that mom had disclosed her HIV status to him that night. Mom had been sleeping with him for months at this point and she was only now just telling him. This was 1991. AIDS was still very much a death sentence.